0: You are locked on NC State, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey there, Wolfpack fans! It's me again, Kenton Gibbs, bringing you another episode of Locked On Wolfpack. Now today we're going to be doing Kenton's keys. If you're familiar with Sports Illustrated, all Wolfpack and the work I did there you'll know that this normally goes, we talk about last week and how the team did against the Keys, and then we bring that into this week and we say, all right, going forward, here's what the team needs to do to beat this team, but we're going to do it a little different today. We're going to do it just a little different because uh, the, the last game gave me such a bad taste, I don't even want to talk about it. I don't even want to think about it. We're going to go straight into what needs to happen to secure a win tonight in the Carter, okay? So that's where we're going to go with this thing and again, it's a little different for Ken's keys, but we're going to break down offensively and defensively. Three keys that will, that will be essential in getting the Wolfpack a win. All right? And for starters, let me just say this. This Miami team is very talented, but they don't always play great as a team sometimes. And because of that, I wholeheartedly believe if they accomplish four of these six keys, just four of the six, I really and truly believe this team will, can't come away with a win. Six of six is always better, right? Who doesn't want to be 100%? But four of six, I feel like they walk away from tonight shocking the world. All righty. Now, offensively, the first key is establishing the run. Why do I say establish the run? At the end of the day, with the, quarterbacks that, with the quarterback situation being what it is, we've already talked about it ad nauseum. This team has to get back to who they were against Wake Forest. They have to run the ball better. And Wake Forest is not a bad front. They weren't a bad front by any means. So this pack team has to get back to running the football. There's no way you win this game by saying, Ben Finley, I need you to go out there and do something crazy. I need you to go out there and give me 350, four touchdowns, no turnover. You're not going to win a game like that, especially against this secondary. If you tell them, hey, y'all got to cover all night. Don't worry about hitting. Don't worry about tackling. Bubba, we're going to pull you out of the box. Just cover they'll be just fine. But if you give them multiple things to think about, if you keep them on their toes, if you're a multi-dimensional offense, you then present a better challenge for a defense like uh, the likes of a Miami. This Hurricanes defense is no joke, but they're not they're not gods amongst men, they're not men amongst boys. They're good. They're good, but they're not unbeatable or unstoppable by any means. So, the first key Run the ball, get back to where you were. I need to see at least 150 rushing yards. At least 150 rushing yards. That, to me, is the number that I think if they get over that, they'll be in a very good position. The second key offensively, push the ball down the field. Push the ball down the field. If Tim Beck is listening, push the ball down the field. You will have a height advantage almost across the board at receiver, you just will. This team is loaded with big guys who can go up and high point the football. That is a, this, the pushing the ball down the field is a key for a lot of reasons. And if you're running the ball well, that naturally plays into, you can take some play action shots. Cool. Cause you'll be ahead of the sticks. Everybody knows second and short is what everyone likes to call a shot down. Because even if it's incomplete, you come back and it's third and one, third and two, third and three, whatever the case may be, you can still convert that fairly easily with a uh, with a a slight modicum of success on a running play. But let me hit you with a very interesting stat. Let me hit you with a very interesting stat about the Wolfpack pushing the ball down the field. Number one, they are three and one when Devin Carter has a single reception. Of 20 yards or more. They're also 3-1 if Mecca Amizi has a single reception of 20 yards or more. They're undefeated when both of those guys have a reception of 20 yards or more at 2-0. Are we starting to see a pattern here? Are we starting to see a theme here? I'm not even saying that these guys have to go for 130 yards. Either. They have to go out there and dominate and go out there and look like first-round receivers. No, 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 no. Just push the ball deep. If you throw it deep, if you make the coverage have to respect the deep ball, you open up so many other things in offense. You open up the running lanes. You open up the, the short passes that I know they want to get to, the short, safer passes. But in order to open those up, you have to hit the deep ball first. You have to hit the deep ball first because they're going to come out stacking a box. I can guarantee you that. I will bet dollars to your donuts. When they come out, Manny Diaz is going to have at least, at least seven to eight in the box. At least. Okay? Depending on the formation that the Wolfpack bring, maybe even more. But I'm guaranteeing you, that's what they're going to do. That's what they're going to do. And they're going to want to whip out the turnover chain just by getting the easy, cheap one, just like the boys in blue did, where they knew it was going to be short, they told their guys not to rush. Get your hands up. Push the ball downfield. If they get two, if they get Mecca Amizi and Devin Carter with both having at least one 20-yard reception, they stay undefeated in that realm. I, I wholeheartedly believe that. I wholeheartedly believe. Unless the, the receptions come in garbage time, I wholeheartedly believe. Both of them get one 20-yard reception, Wolfpack will be just fine. They'll be just fine. The only difficulty or challenge in that is in order for that 20-yard reception to happen, a quarterback has to put it on him, and the coach has to call the play. Do I think that both of those things can happen at once? I, I don't know. I don't know. Because as Brett Freelander told you Wednesday, it's looking like Doran has won the role with Hockman, which oof, for the life of me, I, it's not my start. But it's not my QB1. Like I said, I'm not acknowledging it. If he comes out as a starter, I'm just gonna say they ran they ran a wild pack. I'm a wildcat. That's what I will go with because I refuse. I refuse to not to be my start a quarterback. So push the ball downfield. That is their number two key to winning this game. Number three, eight or less loss of yard plays. These these keys are more intertwined than I've ever had before. But when I look at Miami, there's a recipe to beating them. There's a recipe to uh, keeping the game close and possibly getting a win. When Virginia did so, there was a very specific recipe that they followed in, in watching that game. And I think it's a recipe that the Wolfpack can duplicate and even improve upon because they, uh, the, the Cavaliers lost their 6-7 freshman standout in that game, and we're unable to take the deep shots in the same way. Wolfpack, they got multiple guys. The Pack have multiple players that they can take that shot play to. But now, eight or less loss of yard plays. I say that because I believe as an offense, they can overcome three to four of those. They can overcome three to four, still have first down, still keep the drive sustained after having a loss of yard play. I think they can. However... Anything beyond eight, I don't. I don't think that they can withstand five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten on top of those first three to four that I was talking about. I don't. I really don't. I really and truly don't. So if they stay on schedule, if they keep everything rolling, cop that they run the ball a little bit. Even if you only gain three, four yards, it's okay. Stick with it. Keep running it. Keep pounding it. Keep running it. Keep pounding it. Because at the end of the day, if you stay on schedule, you can get the shot plays. If you get the shot plays, Miami's defensive backs are very aggressive. They're very talented, but they're also gamblers to a certain extent. They're going to take some chances that are going to give you the opportunity to blow by them. Because Emeka Emezi has deceptive speed. Devin Carter can absolutely fly. Taylor Rooks can fly. Those are guys, if you give them the chance, if you call the play for them to hit it deep, They have the ability to do so. If the quarterbacks put it on them, there will be fireworks in the Carter tonight. There will be fireworks. And that's a great thing for the pack because I don't, the more I watch film and the more I look at the numbers of this Miami offense, the less impressed I am with them. But we'll get to that in a moment. We're still sticking with our offense now. So, the three keys for our offense establish the run, a minimum of 150 yards push the ball downfield, get both Devin Carter and Emeka Mezzi having at least one 20-yard reception apiece, less than eight loss-of-yard plays. And if these things don't happen, fans, it is okay. Remember, football should be therapeutic. Football should help us relax. Football should help us calm down and turn off our go mode that we have to be on. It seems like nonstop these days. With the election ramping up, with all the things that life has naturally ramping up, these things naturally get us on edge, they get us tense. Go ahead and relax with the beer that's made to chill. Go ahead and grab yourself an ice-cold Coors, as cold as the Colorado Rockies, okay? And always remember, when you grab a Coors, celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And now we're going to move on to the defensive side of the ball. What are the three defensive keys to winning this game? And I know everybody's thinking, well, you've obviously got to stop Eric King. Yes, absolutely. That is the first key. Without a doubt. You cannot stop a force like Eric King. You can't stop him. But what you can do is contain him. Even Clemson did not stop him and keep him completely off the board, right? Derrick King has scored one touchdown in every game this season. However, of the two games that they did not win by um, 10 points or more, of those games, there were only two this year. That was Clemson and that was Clemson and UVA. In those two games, there were no. There was only one touchdown scored by the Air King. The proof is in the pudding. He is that offense. He is that offense. The offense goes as he goes. When he's putting on a show, when he's got time to sit back there and do great things, he's going to look great. And even in the games where his numbers aren't great, if you watch the film, he's doing all he can. But the offensive line, although improved from last year, is still much maligned this year because they're not very good up front. They're not very technically sound up front. So that's – and I, honestly, honestly, I don't – much improved may be a stretch. The offensive line is a little better than last year. Not much improved. Not, not by any stretch of the imagination are they much improved from last year. So contain the Eric King, keep him to – less than 250 yards, uh, total yards and one touchdown. And I know what you're thinking. That is a very tall order. And why is it uh, total yards instead of just passing yards? Well, people know how good he is at running, but they don't know how good he is and how much he means to this Miami team in terms of running the ball. He is only 30 yards off of being their leading rusher. Cameron Harris, he sprinted out the gates, but as of late, That offensive line has been getting beat up on. Every time he grabs it, as soon as he looks up, there has been a defender in his face as of late. With that being said, if you contain De'Ara King, you will demoralize this team. You will make it hard for them to do all the celebrating, do all the, the things, because this Miami team, they're trying to get back to the old Miami swagger, but what they forgot was the old Miami swagger was in winning and in beating teams' heads in. It was not just in the dancing and celebrating. That was part of it, but that part came on the back end. You don't dance and celebrate when you don't have the accomplishments to back it up. The touchdown chain is them doing the dancing and celebrating without having the numbers to back it up. This offense shouldn't have not a single chain. No chains whatsoever. No. The defense in the turnover chain, that defense was top five in the nation not too long ago. Sure, sure, you go ahead and get yourself a chain. Uh, Miami defense sure offensively you have nothing to celebrate you have nothing to beat your chest about and say ah we're the guys we're the guys so uh, again containing De'erre King is pivotal it is imperative that they contain De'erre King if you contain him you've contained the offense and that's just the that's just the reality of the situation he is good at finding open receivers However, his receivers aren't that great at getting open. He takes risks sometimes because he has to. With the supporting cast that he has, he has to take risks. He has to throw 50-50 balls. He has to make some passes where he has to trust his receiver to go make a play or at least stop the defender from making a play. And sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. So at the end of the day, containing De'Aaron King is the number one key. Another fun fact about that offensive line over at Miami. In the last three games alone... They have given up 13 sacks in the last three games alone. That is over. And it's not like Clemson put on them for 10 sacks and uh, Pitt and UVA struggled to get to the quarterback. No, Clemson had five. No, Clemson had four. I'm sorry. It was four for Clemson, four for UVA, and uh, five for Pitt, I believe. By that At the end of the day... You've got to live with that. You've got to look at that and say, hey, I think that we can do that. I honestly believe we can do that. So at the end of the, that, that's what you live with. Yeah, it was 4-4. It was 4 for Clemson, 4 for Pitt, 5 for UVA. So that is something that the Wolfpack can replicate. I wholeheartedly believe that the Pack can replicate those sack numbers against uh, Miami this week. And another fun fact about this offense. And this is going to be my last thing to say that De'Aaron King is this entire offense. Cameron Harris had a huge game out the gates. He rushed for over 100 yards out of the gates. First game of the season against Louisville. That defense is awful. Here's what Cameron Harris has done since. 77 yards on 40 carries. He is averaging under 2 yards per carry since the Louisville game. Ladies and gentlemen, the recipe is slowing down or stopping gear that's it that's all that is all again they do not have superstar outlandish crazy playmakers on the outside that's just the honest to god truth of the matter and even if you want to say well Mike Harley had a great game against UVA sure sure Mike Harley had an amazing game against UVA with his 10 catches 170 yards and one touchdown sure But you do realize the entire rest of the season, he has not produced those numbers. He's produced the same amount of touchdowns and less yards in the other four games this season. So, again, De'Eric King is this offense. Other guys will pop out, they'll flash out. Brevin Jordan, obviously, being the top guy that he is, he's not going to stay down forever. He's not going to stay not playing great ball forever. But the fact of the matter is, you contain De'Eric, you contain their offense, that is, the, that is the cold, hard truth of it. So the second key, force two-plus turnovers. Get the turnover get the turnover bone back out. I hate it. I've already talked to you all about it. But I'm not going to keep talking about how much I hate turnover props, whatever. But anyway, get two or more turnovers. If they can force this Miami team to turn over the ball, it puts them in good position. Every, the more possessions you can get this NC State offense, the better. The better. Because at the end of the day, like I've already talked about, if they do decide to start Bailey Hockman, they're going to pull him in short order. And when they pull him, it is going to be imperative that they give Finley enough opportunities offensively. They need to give him opportunities to go out there and succeed against this Miami defense. Because, of course, this Miami defense doesn't have first-rounders on almost every level for no reason. This Miami defense does not have guys that are going to go play on Sundays for no reason. They do what they're supposed to do, and they do it well. But, so they'll get some stops. But the key is, if you just keep getting out, if you keep getting the offense out there, they'll be all right. They'll be okay. And the last key, play up tighter on these wide receivers. I know after what we saw at uh, at. UNC, you think to yourself, tackling should be one of the keys. But honestly and truly, I think that they'll learn to correct the tackling. That's that's not something that I feel like they'll struggle with here again. And Javante Williams is quiet, kept one of the best uh, tailbacks in the nation. There's no argument that you can make against. This. Statistically, he's there. Uh, tackle break percentage, he's there. He's one of the best backs in the nation. That's and that's just what it is. There's no there's no way around that. There's no way around that. Cameron is not on that level. He's not there yet. He's not. So, play tighter up against these wide receivers because they don't have the same level of dynamic playmakers that UNC had. They don't have guys that are going to blow by you and like De'Ami Brown and his little brother. They don't have that. Um, Michael Irvin ain't walking through that door. Santana Moss ain't walking through that door. Janoris Moss ain't walking through that door. They're not walking through. They're not walking through. Okay? This, on the perimeter, Andre Johnson ain't walking through that door. On the perimeter, Miami does not have the weapons that, should ha- that demand uh, Sonoris. I'm sorry, Sonoris Moss, not Janoris. At the end of the day, Miami does not have the weapons on the perimeter that demand for NC State to play tight, all right? So, defensively. The keys are, contain the Eric King. I talked about that in Azim. Of course, that's a huge thing. Easier said than done, but they got to get it done. Force two-plus turnovers. Again, this this offense needs all the opportunities they can get. Keep giving them the ball. They'll figure it out. Play tighter against these receivers. I don't want to see keep everything in front and just let the chip fall where he may anymore. This game, I believe you can play a decent amount of man coverage. You can play a decent amount of tight man coverage. And they'll be okay. They'll be all right with that, all right? So we're about to land this thing. But in review, we're gonna go over these six again. And again, I believe that this Miami team is extremely talented. I think they're a good team. I don't think they're a great team. And because they're a good team, it's 18 to 22 year olds who knows what could happen. They could definitely have a letdown game right here coming off of this uh, bye week. And at the end of the day, if they do four of these, if the pack commit to doing four of these keys. They'll be all right. Establish the run, minimum of 150 yards. Push the ball downfield. Get Carter and Amezi involved in some deep shots. Get both having one 20-plus yard reception. Stay on schedule offensively. Less than eight loss of yard plays. That doesn't include penalties, by the way. I'm talking, I'm talking sacks, tackles for loss. You can't have that. Cannot have it. Defensively, contain the air King is the number one key. Force two turnovers and play tighter coverage against these wide receivers. Again, even if you are in zone, play some hard too. You don't always have to play uh, quarters and thirds. You don't always have to play that. Okay? Especially against these receivers. They do not have a bunch of guys who are just going, oh, you're blinking, they're by you. They don't have a bunch of guys like that. So, Wolfpack fans, We're going to see what happens in the car tonight. We're hoping for a great outcome. But always remember, come on back every day next week. Every day that you got to log in to work or drive in to work, I'll be here talking football, talking Wolfpack with you all. Peace and love, y'all.